Hello, welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. This, of course, is the Friday special. The I'm best, joined it's the, the best, best one. of the week. Best, best Let's just get out of straight away. It's quite good. I don't, I don't want to disrespect Very everyone good. else. All right, okay. But it's, it's the, best. the best one. Yeah, because yeah. of course we've got Nat, we've got Joe. And we've got I Adam. thought you did say because we've got I Nat. Thought you I mean, yeah, yeah, I was like, full stop one. there. Thanks, Dave. Coming up in the show, Adam, what do we talk about? We talk about VAR and Schalke. We also look at the weekend's biggest game, the cup final. And then we you look mean at the smallest game. And then we look at United versus Liverpool. I tell you what, it's the perfect podcast if you're listening on your way to Wembley in the sun, Ooh, in the car, good, good or on shout. the train. Yeah. Lovely little, uh, lovely yeah. little. Don't, don't way, let Joe wind you or up as well. On the way back, when you realise that I was right, Ooh. Joe isn't right. Spoiler, isn't right. But yeah, don't let Dave or Joe wind you up. We bit and we shouldn't have. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. Manchester Football Social. Good evening and welcome to the Manchester Football Social. My name's Natalie Pike and I am joined in the studio tonight, as always, by the wonderful Man City fan. It's Adam Keyworth. Hello, Nat. And I, Joe McGrath, red side of Manchester, joined by the legendary Statman Dave for the next hour. Good evening, Statman Dave. Good evening. Feels good, good to be back. He's it back. does. He's back. Yeah. Dave's back. Thanks for joining us this evening, Dave. Although, I, although you know, we did have a good time last week without you. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I have to redeem myself then. Oh, right, um, as always, we want you to get involved with the show. We'd love to speak to you. The number to call us is 0345 treble one seven six two five seven six one five hold on a printed out this thing and put it in let me tell everybody <laughs> printed out this thing and put it in the studio with all the numbers so no one forgets the numbers now I know the numbers off by heart but I've looked over at this sheet and they've written the wrong number on it so well done I, I, I'm off the show for two weeks and it goes to chaos now <laughs> thank you right the text number is 87711 we'd love you to text us as well give us your opinion we've got loads of things to talk about and as always Twitter to MCR Footy Social. So, VAR, love it or hate it? Where do you sit on VAR? We want you to tell us, because obviously it played a large part in some of the Champions League games this week. We're also going to be previewing the big United-Liverpool game, of course, and we'll be previewing the big game of the weekend. It is the cup final. It's City versus Chelsea. Um, And also, there's been some fixture changes and there's been a Derby fixture announcement. So we've planned out the possible City fixture list for April. We're going to share it with you. It's absolutely and utterly nuts. So, we have got some yeah, breaking whoa, 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 news. Yeah, we are breaking news. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to cut the music. We're going to get into real football talk. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just need to make a little announcement uh, because my phone's just gone a bit mad. Uh, I accidentally left my Facebook on the other side of the studio desk, which someone has happened to put on my Facebook that I have two spare tickets for the United-Liverpool game in the Stretford end, meaning in seven messages already after two minutes... Saying yes, I'll take it. What's your Twitter handle, Joe, if anyone wants to ask you for those tickets? <laughs> You're not a Twitter as well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, let's, no. let's, uh, let's, whilst Joe works What's that out. Facebook? Oh, some breaking news. On, on the blue half, which is some good breaking news, Imeric Laporte has, by all accounts, signed a new six-year deal. Which six will year? keep him at the club until 2025. So, after the season he's had, I think that's uh, pretty fantastic news. It is official as well, it's on City's site. Well done. So, a good start to the show there. That's oh, incredible, I'm... literally breaking news. A six-year deal, that seemed... I mean, obviously he's amazing, but that's a long time. That's brilliant. We seem to be doing a lot of it. 
So much going on today. Laporte does that. I'm going to forget about the tickets things. You two are going to be in trouble. But the big news is for us, everyone in the studio, fix everyone, is the Derby has finally been given that confirmed date and we know it's going to be on April 24th. Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Yeah, because that's if if you if you don't know where have you been, but um, obviously City and United got through to the next round of the FA Cup, which meant the scheduled date, which was March the sixteenth, for the the Derby game at Old Trafford, had to get moved. We didn't know when it was going to get moved to because um, City are in four competitions. If you didn't know, so the fixture list was looking pretty nuts. Um, but yes, the twenty fourth of April. But Adam, we were looking outside, and it started to get a bit crazy. This April fixture list for City now is. Not. I'm just looking at the uh, the notes that you wrote, and it's a full page of fixtures just in April. Um, so <laughs> yeah. that week, I'm sure Nat will come to the. Oh, let's let's go for it. So April, as it stands, sixth of April currently is Cardiff at home, but could be an FA Cup semi final just to start April. The ninth or tenth is then the quarterfinals of the Champions League, if we get there. Hopefully, then we've got Palace away on the. 14th, then the 16th or 17th is another Champions League quarterfinal, then the 20th is Spurs at home, 24th is United away, 28th (laughs) (laughs) is Burnley away, and then the 30th or the 1st of May would be the semi-finals of the Champions League. You better not bottle in the league. (laughs) I don't care about the Champions FA Cup. That's right, Joe. It's just the the league. You're going to win your league games. Absolutely mental, that that schedule. (laughs) Crazy. If we have to win our league games, does that mean you're giving us a free pass, Dave? Absolutely not. No, we can't. We're going to beat you and we're going to beat Liverpool and we're going to let you defend Manchester because <laughs> we've done it for so long. Oh. That, then, that, then there's only three... After the 24th when we play you, there's only three league games left, which is Leicester at home, Brighton away... Oh, no, Brighton... No. Yeah, Leicester at home, Burn, Brighton sorry, away. Sorry, Burnley away, Leicester at home, mm. Brighton away. So, wow. Yeah. That, it's a tough run, that. that Spurs, that Burnley, be. United. Yeah. Spurs and United within three, four days of each other. That could be the decider. Because they're the only sort of tough games you've got left. United and Spurs, out yeah. of everything in the league. And that's, you know, I was looking at the fixtures when I was, you know, a little bit under the weather, as you do, as yeah. a statistician. And Liverpool have got some hard games. They've got four hard games that you put in quotation marks, including the United game, the Everton-Liverpool um, game. Mm-hmm. But City only had a two. Well, I, I don't like know, I'm putting Palace away into that after what they did to us at home. That's <laughs> a fair point. Andros Townsend with an absolute yeah. worldie. I think what well, the question is then, this is the, the that scheduled uh, April, that's the making of a great team. If they can go through all them games and come out the other end, still winning the trophy, still mm-hmm. getting uh, to the semi-finals and then progressing even more into retaining that Premier League. If we want to talk about City in the same bracket as uh, Arsenal's uh, Invincibles, United's 99 uh, season, you've got to look at that and think we've got to win, 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 win. And do you know what? If you do, we take your hand, I take my hat off to you if I was wearing one. You, you, you can't deny that you'd be an unbelievable team if you are able to do so but are you not yeah I mean <laughs> are you not are, he's seen, are you he's really seen, not? the way he built it up there and then he just looked at me and went go um, <laughs> yeah I mean it's, it's it's a great point from you Joe for, for once well done oh, um, <laughs> everyone's getting it tonight apart from Adam obviously um, yeah you. but that you're yeah. right because we'd be going from an FA Cup semi-final and, and just, just to put you know just to, just to make sure everyone says here this is what possibly could happen in no way am I just presuming this is we're going to get to this stage of all these competitions but you know an FA Cup final three days later of quarter-final of the Champions League, then an away game in the league, another quarter-final, a few days later Spurs, then United. It's going to come thick and fast in April. And exactly like you say, Joe, if we come out of the other end of April having 
won all those games, we will absolutely, officially, nobody can say... <laughs> officially, officially confirm. I'm taking nothing from anybody that we wouldn't be able to be classed as an incredible, one of the greatest Premier League teams if we do that. No, again, I don't think you can do it. I'm going to be honest with you. The quality of some of these European teams, I think they're too good for City. You watch Atletico Madrid against Juve, Atletico Madrid are fantastic. Even if they just you know lose that second leg or anything like that, you've still got two teams there that I think will beat City. I think you look at someone like a, a Real Madrid that, that always turn it on in the knockouts. They've been poor this season, but it's classic that team that will come together and then they'd, they'd outperform someone like City. I Liverpool. still think City are below. Can, can I read you out in, in the... Uh, so this is in 99 season. This is who United played in April in the Premier League. Uh, so they did have quite an easy run. Wimbledon, Sheffield United, Leeds United. That's only three fixtures in the Premier League there. Then going to the FA Cup, they played Arsenal twice in the in April in the FA Cup uh, and then they played Juventus twice in the Champions League so it doesn't sound as packed as yours does but the Premier League side of it and playing Arsenal twice thrown into the mix there for United they did it back in 99 they got through yeah I think one thing that I've, I've seen today that's pretty incredible really Ajax um, have had their Eredivisie game postponed before the next leg of the Real Madrid game the league have agreed to move the game to later in the season to allow them to prepare for the Real Madrid game. Can you imagine <laughs> the Premier League doing that and trying to help a Premier League team? No, I thought it was brilliant. It like, is good. Well, they, they all do it, don't they? They all yeah. play on Friday night. They all, you know, sometimes they don't have games. So they've got a rest now. And Real Madrid play Barcelona twice in the meantime. So there's stuff like that where this fixture pile up, no, it won't help us in Europe. But I do agree, though. Imagine coming through that <laughs> April and still being in all four. That's, you, uh, yeah, that's when the panic sets in for you lot. All right, all right. Because panic. Well, you did Whoa. pretty well on Wednesday. So yeah. I think we haven't talked about it yet on the yeah. football social. We had a United show yesterday. Wednesday, I mean, uh, for, for you guys as City fans, seeing that result, you must have been over the moon. Yeah, I've got to say, first of all... Are you munching on a cream egg? I am. Yeah, OK. You're on a cream egg. Clint, Clint, Clint gave me a cream egg, and it's and I'm so thrilled that a legend like that gave me a cream egg. So How I'm thrilled were you with Sterling on Wednesday? Oh, my goodness. Now, I have to put the caveat in, first of all, by telling everybody that I actually didn't watch the game on Wednesday. The reason being, um, my 16-month-old kindly thought he would headbutt a coffee table um, nice. before the game, and we had to rush him to eight. A&E. So we attempted to watch it in A&E. We didn't quite uh, manage that. Anyway, he's fine. We got him home. We got him in bed and we switched on the game at 75 minutes. So at that point, we are 2-1 down. We're, we're hearing what's going on. There's two penalties. We hear about VAR. So we don't know anything at that point. Mm. And then... Oh, Leroy Sane and Raheem Sterling step up. And in the it was 15 minutes of pure and utter joy. Yeah, we were, um, we were, we were bad. Apart from that, <laughs> I think that's one way of putting it. But I don't think we're winning that game uh, months ago. When we were in that rut yeah. with Newcastle, Palace, Leicester, we kind of, it was the same sort of feeling. We, we went a goal up, then two decisions that go against you and the heads went again. And that was a little bit of a worry. But we now have the players in Sane, Sterling, there's others, obviously, who can then come and do it themselves. They both just thought, right, us now, it's on us, and they took responsibility. Which one of those was your was your favourite of the goals? Because Sane's was insane, just... but then I just thought Sterling's the actual. When you look at the sort of the technicality mm, of the finish, yeah, like, yeah. I just thought and Edison, was very, very yeah. good. just Edison casually 
uh, getting an assist in the last minute of the game <laughs> yes. to win it is is pretty ridiculous. Did you but, see Cal Walker's tweet when he said that Edison's yeah. got more assists than him now? Yeah, I think he must have been checking out the Statman Dave Twitter account. And then obviously so I was watching it and uh, you know, City getting in control. Um two decisions go their way, one of them via VAR. Mm. Now that brings up in these stages of the game where you need to bring it. I mean, it's such a big thing for football, this VAR, and for it to be such a 50 50 decision, which can still cause arguments now if it was a handball or not. You know, these decisions aren't helping the cause of those people who want to push forward VAR into the modern game. But it happened. You got given a penalty against you for handball. I mean, first of all, do you believe it was handball? I don't even know what the rule is anymore. I don't know if anyone knows what Dave, the rule is. Uh, was it handball? It's got to be clear and obvious, and it's got to be uh, in a position, unnatural position. And it, he was trying to get it behind his back, wasn't he? This, this is the problem. It it's depends. Stupid. It, that's not clear and obvious. But then that's the issue. The, the big one, you know, everyone talks about the City game. Morata had a goal yeah, disallowed yeah. for the second time in a week from VAR, and it was so, so soft. Yeah. The, basically, there's a cross from left-hand side, Chiellini pretty much dives, a little bit of contact in the mm. back. I feel like he'll go on to win that game, but they should have won it 3-0. Yeah. Um, and it was another situation, same with Tagliafico getting a, another VAR decision against him for Real Madrid, where basically he was called offside for standing in the way of Courtois that looked like he'd ran into him. Both of those decisions for me, Murata and the Tagliafico one, yeah. were wrong. Yeah. And that's the issue, that VAR should be making things easier. Yeah. And it seems like the VAR in everything. Both of those decisions, yeah. there isn't a clear and obvious foul. No, and So you shouldn't be VARing it. I get it. I almost would have got it if you'd have given the penalty... And then it went to VAR. Mm-hmm. Because isn't the rule that it can only be changed? It, I've got it's the rule. Clear and obvious. So I've got the exact wording from the FIFA website Ooh. here on the rule, and also on the um, actual law. Because I don't know if you if you all know this, but a few years ago I did the uh, referees' yes. training. Nice, did you? I did yeah. indeed. Yes. Oh. And then I refereed six games because that's what you had to do. And then I thought I don't like this, and I don't. <laughs> um, and, yeah. So it has to be a deliberate handball. So there's no way that Otamendi's was deliberate. He was clearly trying to move his arm out of the way. Now the exact wording on the FIFA website in terms of VAR is goals. The role of the VAR is to assist the referee to determine whether there has been an infringement that means the goal should have been awarded, blah, blah, blah. Then it says penalty decision. The role of the VAR is to ensure that no clearly wrong decisions are made in conjunction with the award or non-award of a penalty kick. Now, straight away, you think, is is that... A, so the, the referee gave a corner yeah. and then VAR flagged it is that was that clearly a wrong decision? It, the one thing that wound me up and wound everyone else in the the Twitter sphere up was it, the referee on the pitch couldn't see the penalty. He had a bloke in his ear saying, "Yep, yep." What I can see is he's describing it to him, and apparently the TVs didn't work, which is a little bit silly. <laughs> so, it, so here's the um, sorry to interrupt you again, Adam. But just so here's what it says on their web on yeah, the FIFA website under VAR on this. So VAR step one incident occurs. The referee informs the VAR, or the VAR recommends to the referee that a decision should be reviewed. So in this instance, VAR contacts the referee and says we need to review this. The, vi- the step two, the video footage is reviewed by the VAR, who advises the referee via a headset what the video shows. So then he would say, I think it's a penalty. Step three, the referee decides to review the video using the screen at the side or the referee accepts the information from VAR. So essentially, in doing that, they haven't broken any VAR It's because there's so many rules. rules. Yeah. They just... I don't like VAR and it will will go against us 
and it will go for us mm-hmm. in, in the Champions League and going forward in the league. That will just happen on a rule of averages. But I don't like it. I saw saw one journalist make a really rubbish take saying, oh, it added drama to the game last night. Who for? Who was sitting there for four minutes whilst Bulls. the referee was, <laughs> was talking and thought, oh, this is great drama. Well, there's no stats, is there? If there's, there's no football going no, on. It, so what do you do? It's rubbish. I, I can't get on board with it. If you're sat in the stands, stood in the stands, and a goal's been given, you've celebrated, and then you go, hang on, got to wait here. It, and it needs can... to be faster. That's it. Simple yeah. as that. It needs to be quick. What took four minutes to work yeah, out? It shouldn't. It, there's a rule, there's a decision. Exactly. If they're using technology, they should be like robots. Yeah. Yes or no, bang, go. Well, see if, you it's later. Clear, yeah. if it's clearly wrong as set out in their own rules, it wouldn't take four minutes. Also, then that's, that's the thing. They should be sticking to their rules. And they, yeah. the, the thing that's getting to me as well is the referees, the, the referees, the linesmen holding their flags down. Like, there's an offside, they're, they're not flagging because they're told that they've got to let the game go, but it's, if it's offside and the ref, and the Lino's made a decision, then it's offside. What's the point in them There's being no there? point playing the extra phase, and it's like... Or what's the point in the linesman being there? Well, there isn't that, anymore. There isn't. Poor guys are going to be out it, of a job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man's your self-checkout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing... Ruined careers at Sainsbury's. <laughs> just just robots going, bagging areas the, full. The last thing on VAR, <laughs> and before it really winds me up, is yeah, it already has on it. Um, lost it mate. It's just the fact that it's still subjective decisions. That's the problem. A penalty is still an opinion of someone whether they're on the pitch, they're sat in the van, or they're sat at home. It really doesn't matter. Offsides, yes, I get it. When it works, perfect. Penalties, no. Goal line technology, a hundred percent yes. But yep. don't start ruling for free kicks and penalties. The other thing that it works for is if someone's headbutted someone off the ball. I get that. Referee yeah, doesn't see it. But well, then that's assistance. Yeah. Instead of people making calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, again, going help. back to the, the Juve Atletico one, that was so quick. Yeah, In real right. time, that was so, so quick. And obviously they slow it down frame by frame. Oh, is, you know... Exactly. Different. Everything's handball when you slow it down. Um, but, but overall, the Schalke result were pretty yes. oh, great. utterly yeah. Sorry, made up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with the three away goals, we should be pretty good when we get in. Yeah. Now, um, when we get them back at home now, Adam, there was also something else that happened yeah. at the Schalke game that we just want to talk about, we want to reference because we're sure that you are all talking about it and worried about it as well. Yeah, there was some sad news that came out of uh, a City official statement and you know it's, it's going to be pretty serious when City put these out, especially when the mood was so high. Uh, by all accounts, obviously, we can't talk about speculation or anything. A City fan was assaulted after the game um, and is in critical condition in hospital, still in Gelsenkirk. And we don't know exactly what happened. We don't know uh, why it happened or uh, what state he's currently in, as far as I'm aware. That, not that I've read too much into it. But the fact that this is happening still in Europe, it happened as well... Um, last night in Valencia, the police were again attacking Celtic fans. But it's just pretty, it's pretty upsetting the fact that we were saying before the show this this could be anyone. We go to the game, and by all accounts, the the fellow who who um, was attacked wouldn't say boo to a goose. Apparently, just uh, just going about his business, and that's the sad thing. It could be any of us. Mm-hmm. Like we go to the games and. Yeah, it's just the fact that this still happens. It's it's just pretty depressing, and yeah, it's yeah. 
you just got to hope that he's okay, and I'm, I'm sure everyone's rooting for mm-hmm. him. Um, we are, yeah. We are all, all mm. absolutely sending our very best wishes to him and his family and wishing you a very, very speedy recovery. Right, we're going to be looking ahead now to the games that are happening this weekend, namely United v Liverpool, and we want to know what your thoughts are about that game. City fans, you want United to win, right? Is there anyone out there that doesn't? Get in touch with us and let us know. It's MCR Footy Social um, on Twitter, 87711 on the text. Let us know what you think. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now. Welcome to the Manchester Football Social. My name is Joe and we are with you till 7 o'clock tonight. It is Friday and what a weekend we have ahead of us. We've got a final to look forward to and the biggest game in world football, obviously. <laughs> Manchester United at home to Liverpool in a game that will affect everyone in this room. I want to say everyone, hello to Statman Dave on the red side joining me. me. Might be upset on Monday morning. And the lovely blue side, I'm going to be nice to you for Ooh. a bit, is uh, Nat and Adam. Hello, Good. hello. Oh three four five treble one seven six two five eight double seven double one. If you want to come on and have a chat with us, uh, we are previewing in this section the Manchester United against Liverpool game, which is going to be a big one. And like I say, it affects United uh, in their race for the top four. It affects City because Liverpool going head to head with you for you retaining the Premier League. And we do have on the line someone uh, who will give us the the Liverpool side from the Anfield rap. He's called John. Hello, John. Hello, good evening. Good evening, John. We always respect anyone who's coming to come on uh, and join a show full of United and City fans because, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll be nice. We are nice. It's Friday. We're very nice to people and we thank you for giving your time to Manchester Football Social. No worries. I just feel sorry for Starman Davies and Neil from the Anfield this morning. Now he's got me. It's been both of you today. I'm sick of you. <laughs> John, right, so from, from our perspective, it's all like, oh, United need to win this. What, what's your thoughts going into this game? It is big. It's it's big because, well, it's big for a lot of reasons. It's probably our toughest game between now and the end of the season. So if they can win it, I think it's a real statement. And I think it'll give everyone in the club kind of a, a boost really going into what you know the, the running, if you like. I don't know when the running starts. It felt like it was in about November, to be honest with you. But um, maybe maybe it starts maybe it starts now. But, but it's a big week as well. We've got, obviously, Manchester United Sunday, then Watford Wednesday, then Everton away at the weekend as well. And it feels like, you know, if you can get seven points, from there you're in a really good position if you can get nine then you're absolutely flying so it's it's a huge game ahead of a huge week for Liverpool and with City not playing as well it feels like you know it's, it's a chance to kind of get back ahead get back on top and get back feeling like it's kind of ours to lose really John, do you feel a bit intimidated by Man United's front four players? You know, you're looking at the likes of Marcus Rashford, Paul Pogba, the form of those two guys under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, very different than under Mourinho. Is that something that as a Liverpool fan you're thinking that could be where they catch us out? Intimidate is the right word. I mean, we've got the best defensive record in the league by sort of quite a distance, and so they've, they've come up with come up against a lot of good players. I think they need to be respected, and I think you know, especially kind of in terms of the pace and, and hitting us on the break. I don't think it's going to be a game that even if we're controlling, we'll be able to be be throwing men forward. I think the fullbacks in particular are going to have to be a little bit more cautious than what they'd like to be, kind of naturally, because you know you've got to respect what they can do, and you've got to respect the, the, the form that, that they're in. But you know, we're often free. 
aren't too bad either. And I think, you know, we've got some good options for, for in terms of midfield this time as well, people coming back. And so, yeah, we're, we're pretty uh, we're pretty pleased with the, uh, the guns that we've got in our armour as well. Um, John, obviously, Adam and I are City fans. And oh. for, the, um, for the first time in our whole lives, we are desperately hoping that Manchester United win at the weekend <laughs> and beat you guys. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's really weird. Um, I was wondering, can you, can you imagine it from from sort of switching switching it up? So um, you're them and Everton are us. So Everton are are challenging for to to win the league. Um, no, sorry. Wait there, hold on. This is confusing now. I've got this. Right. <laughs> so you want to support Everton to stop United yeah. winning the league? Sorry, yeah. I'm even getting myself muddled. Do you think you could ever see yourself supporting Everton? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a strange one, really, because the, the rivalry is sort of isn't quite the same in terms of, you know, being right to the top. Obviously, you know, the Everton have, have kind of been around sort of 7th to 10th for, for a while now. So sticking up for them against, you know, we all, we all stick, stuck up for them against Man City, you know, last week or, or the week or so before, whatever it was, because it didn't feel like, you know, what if Everton win, it's not kind of a big deal. But, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, but I think for City United, obviously it's a little bit different. You're both right there, you know, towards the, kind of the top of the table, really. So it is it is a kind of strange feeling. But, I mean, when you you love your club more than you hate another one, that's that, that's all that's- that's it. That's exactly it. You, you, you love City, yeah, more than you hate United. John, another. Yeah, and that's how it should be. <laughs> another City, uh, City angled question. If you were to lose at Old Trafford, are you starting to worry that um, the worst could happen from your point of view? Kind of, kind of takes you through, and I think winning 
becomes a bit of a habit. And actually, to be honest, our, our worst performances probably this season have come after a bit of a break. Because we're all the FA Cup now, we've had a couple of times where we've had a 10 day break and come back in and, and looked a bit cold and a bit flat and a little bit rusty. And so I don't know what the, you know, if you, I don't know what the idea number of games kind of a break is, but I think generally speaking, I, I don't mind games coming thick and fast. You know, one of my favourite seasons was 2001 where we won three cups and it just felt like we were winning and, and it was, you know, wake up and go to another game and, and, it, and it felt like you were on a bit of a kind of a crest of a wave, really. So I'd always rather win, I'd always rather be playing, and I think at this stage of the season, you know, you're just trying to get to the summer with everything you've got. John, thank you very much for your call. So just a little prediction then. Do you think you'll get three points at Old Trafford? I do actually. I think we'll win. I think we'll win two one. But Ooh. it's I, I, but it's 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 going to be an interesting game. I've got no idea how United are going to approach it. I still don't really know how good they are. So I'm just guessing. I've just come on and said win because I'm on a Manchester station. To be honest with you, <laughs> you the, the correct answer to that is the greatest in world football. As a song do, does go, but you know we'll we'll let that be decided <laughs> on Sunday. Well, well, John, it wouldn't be uh, Manchester station. We didn't have one little dig at the end. John, thank you very much for coming on. Go check out the Anfield oh, wrap as well, uh, and we'll maybe speak to you on Monday day as well when we have all the fallout from the game uh, so I want to just preview the game now because this is the section oh, and I think Dave it. will go with me Dave there's something I'm going to talk about that isn't a stat which is weird Uh-oh. it is attitude now oh, I think that uh, there is something to do with Liverpool's attitude that will be different to Chelsea's one and completely different to Paris Saint-Germain's one as well Chelsea just looked like they just couldn't be bothered when the goals were going in against them their attitude was down the strikers who were and are world class were not putting in world class performances because I don't think they cared Whereas Liverpool will go in with an attitude very high. They know they've got to get all three points to keep on that title race. Attitude will get Liverpool the win. That's to do with mentality and how United set up in a defensive way to negate the likes of Eden Hazard no. and Gonzalo Higuain. It's all tactics, Joe. That why didn't it work against Paris? Because, it, again, you lost the likes of Jesse Lingard, you lost Anthony Martial, two players that provided that a bit of intensity, pace as well. You saw how Paris stepped onto the ball. The big thing with Liverpool, though, is if United can get that first goal, the space will open up on the counter. Mm-hmm. I think Liverpool have that, have that potential to bottle it in a way of in-a-game situation. They'll throw players up, Klopp will throw you know, attackers on, and United can just sit back and pick them off on the break. And that's how I think... Oli should probably go with it. But also, you look at PSG, they played Liverpool earlier in the season. They absolutely battered them. One of the best performances for a team versus Liverpool was PSG at the Pot de Prance. They played an interesting hybrid between a 4-4-2. They switched to a back three when they had the ball. It was really, really good. And that is how I think that City approached Liverpool a similar way. Yeah. Last week, we were talking about the fact that Lingard and Martial were, were, had been ruled out at that point. Yeah. And Abdul, who was your standing, an excellent yeah. standing last week, um, looked like he was going to cry. He just thought you had absolutely no chance of winning <laughs> without them. Like yeah. But now, all of a sudden, we're hearing that um, Solskjaer so, so said, they might be playing. Do you, do you know any more than that? <laughs> it was funny, his press conference, he said, I don't want to play mind games, but the two players that are injured might not be injured. <laughs> so again, I think I wouldn't play either. Just because they're muscle, both of them were muscle injuries. Muscle injuries take time. Hamstring is a big one. That's what Lingard pulled his hamstring. You need to let him go. And I think that the game against PSG is a little bit more important than the game against Liverpool for United season. Even if United lost True. the City, they lost to the Liverpool. They've got to play Arsenal. They've got to play Chelsea. So destiny is in their own hands, as you you would say, as a classic football cliche. One thing I was talking about to mate today is this game isn't as big for United, like you've just said, as we think. 
no. from the outside looking in. What this game is for United is Solskjaer putting a marker down, yep. saying, look, I've beaten another of the top sides. Uh, I've beaten a Liverpool side who haven't been beaten much at all this season. And it's more of a vanity win. I think if you're looking at it, if you're looking at it analytically, if you're looking at it without the passion and without, if if this game was United versus Birmingham City, let's say, that would be it. If Birmingham City were in the position Liverpool were in right now, that would be it. But it's Liverpool, and that's it. Are you still not fighting for fourth though? Like realistically, you're probably not going to win the Champions League. So I I looked at again. I looked at the games, and there is big games between those sides. And United have a fairly easy run. And it's one of those things where I think United can beat Chelsea, United can beat Arsenal. Those two sides are so inconsistent at the moment that they'll turn up one week and they'll open the other. So it's almost like if Oli can continue beating these smaller teams, doesn't really matter. But it's Liverpool. It's 29 years. It's huge for United, that. Huge. Absolutely massive. In that 29 years, how many league titles are United won, Joe? 13, correct. 13. Well played, buddy. I was going to say 14. I wasn't. <laughs> 14. <laughs> Be 14 soon, obviously. So are you going to beat them or what? That's basically what we want to know. I think there's ways you can beat them. I really don't do. lose to them. I think there's ways you can unlock Liverpool. I think playing with two centre forwards in a diamond or in a four-four-two is is what you and need how, to do. And how how compact do you go with your defence? Because that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about your fullback. You, you have to. Play, I'm worried about our fullback. You have to play up and down against Liverpool in a way where you have to press from when you're in their half. You need to stop them playing out the back. Then you need to drop compact. That transition from being aggressive to sitting deep is so so important in the game. And if United get that right. It's fine. But if they get caught in that middle area with Liverpool got spacing behind, balls over the top for Salah like they like to do, there's the issue. So it's that press, drop, and be, be dominant on the ball. United beat Liverpool last season by playing long to Romelu Lukaku. They can still do that, but now they have the confidence to play through. So they have the weapons. This is why it's kind of exciting. This game's going to be as be exciting as the PSG game was in terms of, we can actually do this. We we were saying last week with Abdul, you made, made a really good point about how you've got to ignore Van Dyke. Van Dyke doesn't exist in that game. That's what City did really well. Um, Aguero didn't go near him. Just mm. just play you, you off play, any other defender. You play off their right side. You play yeah. off, if it's Lobron or Matip, yeah, depends exactly. on an injury, or even Fabinho, you play on that side. Get Rashford running at them, and then you've got a fighting chance. It's just your fullbacks that worry me when they've got Alexander-Arnold and Robertson Th- That's why I think you need a flat four over a diamond. You yeah, need the, the two outside players. I'd probably go Pogba and Fred <clears throat> if I was picking. I think it might be Pogba and Mata. But you need those guys to protect. Yep. That's so, so important. Isn't it? It's so, so big. Right. Are you going to win or not? I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> four, five, nil, Joe? I think he's got a draw written all over it. You <laughs> Predictions. Know. Uh, two, on, two ones my prediction. I think two one. I think the nice. game will open two up. United? I think it's a yeah. one-all draw. I'll, I'll bring donuts next week if you win. There you go. Crispy Creams? Crispy Creams. Actual luxury. That is a contract. No. I get Dave's when he does yeah, your <laughs> I, I think they're going to win. I think we are going to have one heck of a Sunday because the other half of Sunday is, of course, City are in the oh, final. I believe you're going to have one awful Ooh. Sunday because so- I think something's going to happen on Sunday. <laughs> well, we'll have to get to that. City are playing Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final. Uh, we're going to have a good discussion about that in a minute. So, City fans, do let us know. Do you think we're going to beat them 6-0? Do you think we're going to win? Get in touch. 0345 Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Good evening and welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. I'm Adam, joined by Nat on the blue side. And on the red side, we've got Joe and Dave. 
In this little bit, we're going to be talking about the biggest game of the weekend, hey. the cup final. It's City against Chelsea. But first, we've got Kerry on the line from the Chelsea, and we want to ask you, Kerry, what are your thoughts on this transfer ban for Chelsea? Oh, well, you know, it's, it comes at the perfect time, doesn't it? Just when you thought things couldn't get any worse, they do. <laughs> <laughs> so to be clear to anyone who's listening, what is it? You can't buy anyone for the next two windows. years or windows. Two windows. Two, two, windows. two windows. So, yeah, the, the summer transfer window and then the, the January one, which isn't so bad because we, we usually don't do very well in the January one, so I don't mind missing that one. <laughs> But I think Barcelona had a similar thing recently and they appealed it. And after an eight-month appeal, <clears throat> they still went on and signed, was it Suarez at the time? Yeah, so I still got someone I in think, there before. It... I think these things, after the appeal, tend to often go the way of the club. Do you think that the business you've done sets you up all right? Because all I keep seeing is um, Sari needs to rebuild this side. Is What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's actually, I don't know what it is at the moment, even though things are desperate and, you know, I've, I've experienced things at the, that ground in the last few weeks that I didn't think I'd see happening with fans turning on managers after only a few months in the way that they have. Um, players looking as though they're completely lost all confidence and are bereft of ideas. Um, managers looking as though, you know, they're about to, to sink completely under the weight of abuse and things. Um, so I don't know where it'll go, but it is kind of exciting at Chelsea at the moment, you know. Is that what you call it, exciting? <laughs> is that it? Is that, are you Your just very, very positive? The- <laughs> I'm a cup half full kind of yeah, guy. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, come on, I'm just saying that, is, that things are exciting. I mean, it's one way to look at it. Yeah, from the outside, things are exciting. What is exciting to you then? I mean, you've got a cup final on Sunday, but that is against a team you got to beat 6 0 against. Yeah, well, you know, that's history. (laughs) (laughs) I love this positivity. It's brilliant. (laughs) You know, I I don't know. Something has to come out of this. All I know is that you you either sink further and further and then you're a shadow of the side you were. But I can't see it will get like that. So you have to look positively. You know, we've bought a young player in Pulisic. We're seeing signs of the potential of players like Hudson Adoy and Loftus Cheek, and you know this may give them an opportunity to get a run out in the team if if we can't buy anyone. I agree with you though; they'll probably find a way to not get the ban this summer, and then they could go, you know, mad in the transfer window. But if it doesn't happen like that, I think there's opportunities for players to actually seize their chance because I, I would say that the one group of players who have left been left undamaged by these horrendous losses over the last few weeks uh, are the young players because he's not been involving them so they haven't been tainted with that so they're still potentially fresh I still don't know whether they're good enough for the team to play regularly you know they're very young and they're very raw and you, you only find out by accident sometimes look at Rashford at United you know that that is the classic case of somebody seizing an opportunity he probably wouldn't have been looked at for months to get into that side yeah. when, when he first came on. So sometimes things come out of adversity and you find yourself Aww. in a different place. So- Gary, I love you. I love your positivity. Uh, we spoke to you before um, the City, when Chelsea played each other a couple of weeks ago, obviously, when we had that performance that I don't think anybody predicted. I mean, City that day when we beat you 6-0 were absolutely incredible. And we said on the show afterwards that it was 
you could have we could have played any team that day it, it wasn't as much Chelsea's fault as, as how good we were considering that was only a couple of weeks ago how are you feeling about the cup final on Sunday Okay, another bit of positivity. Lightning never strikes twice. <laughs> 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 yes, um, I don't know, really. I, it's kind of it, it's kind of scary because not much has changed. Our system hasn't evolved. We'll do exactly the same. Uh, but I think the one thing Chelsea need to do is to take it in small chunks in the game. I think the most important thing, get through the first 15 minutes. Because the thing with Chelsea, and it was the same against United on on Monday, we were great for the first half hour. We were starting to get into it. You could see confidence rising through the players, starting to string a few passes together. But as soon as we went a goal down, you could see the players go to themselves, oh, how do we come back from this? And that's not something we're used to in a Chelsea side. Old days of power in in the midfield, somebody would step up to the plate and go, well, we're going to find a way back into this game. And at the moment, the confidence just saps from all of them. And I think the most important thing is to stay in the game early on. more we go on, the more the game may develop. And you, you never know. It's a final. You, you don't know how City will react. It's, a, it's, it's going to be an interesting afternoon, I think. I think it is. Score prediction then? Uh, okay, I'm going for 2-1 Chelsea. Kerry, thank you very much. What's your podcast called, Kerry? The Chels. The Chels. Uh, and when we get you on on Monday, we have a chat with him. Kerry, thank you very much for coming on. Can I, can Thanks, I just drop Kerry. something in here, right? The Chelsea ban was because they broke Article 19 29 times of signing over, a, over underage players from international countries. What's Article Manchester 19? City have also done the same thing. Eight players, so they should get a similar ban. Agenda. Uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Well, just to uh, jump in there. Well, we'll save that one for next week. Here's one. That, that I think Chelsea are going to win on Sunday. No, you don't. Yeah, Nobody I agree, does. Oh, yeah, Gonzalo you know goals. What? Do you know what? All this, ah, let's quadruple this, quadruple that, and oh, we're going to win treble, this. Then. This is what people need. Oh, it's going to be the perfect Sunday for us because United will beat Liverpool and we'll win this. Chelsea have been poor so much. They got beat by Chelsea and Bournemouth. They got beat by United in the FA Cup. They've got nothing to play for. Chelsea, Chelsea are going to win. Sarri's never, won, Sarri's never won a trophy. Oh, he's just a poor manager. That would be brilliant, oh, though. Transfer from, from Chelsea fans Chelsea booing him to him win. lifting the trophy. Is he just had a shot? Coffee or something like Chelsea are going energy to let's win. Let's talk a little bit of football. Um, bring, <laughs> bring this back down to a bit of normality. What Sunday will be is a very different side to the one that we beat them six nil. That's the first thing. I imagine, unless uh, someone's bottle goes on Sunday morning, that Aaron Murich will start in goal. Do you, well, do you th- do you think that's yes, right? Rightly so. I don't. See, this is I I get it because. All I think is, he's got us there. He won us the, uh, the penalty shootout. I always look back at Bravo did the same, won the cup. Um, Caballero did the same, won the cup. Hopefully he doesn't on Sunday because he's playing for Chelsea. Um, but I'd start Aaron Murich. We'll, I'll get on to more of that in a second. But he also might play Eric Garcia at centre-half. And I th- is he still 17? <laughs> Gonzalo he- Higuain is going to be looking at the <laughs> looking at that team sheet. Chelsea like, are going to win. Phil, Phil Foden will start. So the side will be very different. But our second side is still good enough. What about Callum Hudson-Odoi? What a banger he scored in the Europa it, League. Chelsea fans don't think he'll play. They don't think he'll start even uh, even after his performance the other night. They don't think he will he will play. Hopefully he doesn't because he looks hungrier than the, the rest of them. He does. It looks like he, um, he wants it. Hopefully Pedro 
uh, starts and Willian again because they just looked like they couldn't be bothered defending last time. Yeah. Um, Go on then, Nat. Convince me that Edison should play. Oh, do you know what though? I'm not even. I'm not going to try and convince you because I totally respect your opinion. Um, <laughs> but in terms, but. yeah, because no, I do. He's, he's played all the way through, and I, I think you know what would the psychological effect be on him, but also the rest of the youth team to know that you mm. get to this stage and then you get dropped, even though you've played all the way through. The However, um, I think it's it's too big a game for us to to risk. Um, I think he's done great, but remember, he was the backup for the backup, or he was a youth yeah, play true. that was pulled in because of the backup um, I think it's so vital that we win on Sunday so that it, we can con- continue with the momentum that we've got so that we rock on into yeah. the other competitions and I just I think Edison is such steady hands when you played Joe, Joe Hart at Wigan and that went really well for you when you got beat in the yeah. final because you played we're not, we're not talking second, Wigan again are we second team no, because all Pam, the way to Pam the Pam final then you switched you got your button ready Joe up the tags. <laughs> no, we don't need any more Wigan talk. Um, but I, 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 no, I agree with you though, Adam. I think there will be changes on Sunday. Yeah, However, you're looking at the team that won six nil. Right, and you made a long- oh, Sorry. No, that wasn't even up the ticks. You're probably going to get um, up the ticks. Three changes, maybe, and I still think three changes in the team that won six 0 is, is still a team that will convince him yeah, to win. I think we might be all right, but <clears throat> there's always that thing where Chelsea have been so bad, everything's going wrong that this would be this is the what perfect I'm storm. This is However, Maurizio Sarri is yet to win a trophy. Hopefully, he doesn't pick up his first on Sunday. He's been yes, managing said for it. a long time. That's beautiful. Time. You've set yourself up there. I've finished it quite nicely. I hope he doesn't do it on. Pep has won. I think it's 13 out of 14 finals that he's played in. This is so he's good. Everything is building up to the fall. Yeah, let's let's do some predictions because um, yeah, we've been really good at them recently. Actually, which one did I get right last week? Newport. Yeah, it was Newport. Newport. I said four-one, and I said that Padre Gammons would score. You're going to keep drawing these dodgy teams in the the league cup. Right, hold on a minute. Right there, he's he's gone fishing and he's had a bite. The only reason we keep drawing these teams in these competitions is because we're in the competitions because we take the competition seriously. Who did you draw in the semi-final of the Carabao we, we Cup, hey, Dave? We sucked it off against Derby. We've got Maran played. He scored the equaliser like that. Phil, <laughs> Phil, send Phil up for the penalty. I got that, Dave. Um, great game, that. I think that... Ram Robin, yeah. Adam, I, you keep us off. All right, I, I think we're going to win in extra time. Really? Extra time. I hope not. The oh, travel owns rubbish. Don't make rubbish. me watch that much. No, I, I do. I think 1-1, and then extra time, somebody will come off the bench and score the winner. Can we not have that? Because that's horrible Aye. for travelling back. What are you going for now? <laughs> I think it'll be a convincing 3-0 win. Ooh. That's made me feel ill. 3-1 Chelsea, Gonzalo Higuain, Atrick. I think 1-0 I think Chelsea. I think you think both, we're not going to score? I, I think you're both mad. <laughs> yeah. He thinks we're not going to score. I think you're both mad. So if I'm bringing in donuts if United win next week, what do what do we get if City win? Um... I'll do the show nude. No, no, no. I want to win. Please, please, no. No. Right, we've got to say goodbyes because we've got to go. Uh, What a weekend of football. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, Good luck to Manchester United. It's cold in this studio as well sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. He's getting his excuses out now. Thank you very, very much to everybody for listening to to the Manchester Football Social today. We really, as always, appreciate your time. Um, Please do subscribe to our podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a little comment. We really appreciate. Thank you very much, everybody. United fans, we really sincerely hope you win this weekend. And City fans, let's come home with a trophy. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show.